The household survey measure of employment in the United States during the month of December just crashed by 700,000. Its measure of full-time jobs utterly collapsed, down by one and a half million. Yeah, you heard me right, one and a half million. It was the fourth worst month on record. And the third worst was a statistical discrepancy. So it was really the third worst economic month for full-time jobs and data that goes back to the late 1960s. The labor market's just fine. The economy's on track for a soft landing. I don't think so. More and more, the evidence is moving in the direction of a recession, and maybe quickly and maybe a nasty one. Now we have the household survey that is increasingly looking like businesses are indeed making huge adjustments to their costs, including what that means for labor. We already got the data on jolts earlier this week, which said American businesses have stopped hiring, but it didn't seem like they had started firing. Now we're not so sure. With the population survey, the household survey numbers in, looking the way they are, especially it's not just a one-month basis. It goes back several months now. More and more, it looks like, yes, indeed, recession. Even if the payroll report, the headline number that you hear throughout the media, continues to be the lone holdout. So we've got labor market statistics that are pretty grim and ugly here. And we've got a whole bunch more to talk about as it relates to what's actually happening in the U.S. economy. Before getting to the full labor market story, I wanted to let you know, by popular request, people have asked if they could have access to the full video I did with Brent Johnson talking about dollar dominance, because that has become a topic that's come back into the mainstream public consciousness again. And up till now, that has been available. We've had it available just for Eurodollar University members and subscribers. But because it's, it's a hot topic once more, and because it's a really good conversation, the full, the full video is available for anyone who wants it. There's a link in the description. The real story today was not the payroll number, the headline number, which was up in the 200,000s, better than expected. The real story was everything else apart from that, starting with the CES twin, the CPS or household survey, which measures employment differently from the perspective of employees rather than the CES or establishment survey, which surveys establishments or employers. From the employee perspective, the numbers were, as I said, pretty darn grim. And grim in such a way that they're becoming more and more certain and more and more conclusive that the labor market is indeed buckling, cracking, looking a lot like the early stage of late stage recession processes. Now I talked about recession processes in my previous video, how it goes through time and everything has been lining up more and more in that direction. We had soft data, we had some hard data, we got markets that have been screaming bloody murder for a long period of time. We got credit statistics that are breaking down. The one holdout had been the US labor market. But Jolt said American businesses aren't hiring and now the CPS says it looks like there may be a fair bit of firing going on as well. Now, we always, with the household survey, you don't want to make too much out of a single month because it does tend to be noisy on a high-frequency month-to-month basis. But these numbers are so far into the negatives, and they've happened more and more frequently, that it's, it's more than likely now that it's not just some random statistical fluctuation. The farther this goes and the more you see downsides to this degree, the more likely we are absolutely experiencing a recession. And you'll see in just a minute with these comparisons just how likely that appears to be. But the overall employment household situation 
according to the household survey, minus 683,000 in December. That was after a plus 586 in November. See what I said about month-to-month uh, -month variation. There was a big negative in October and a small positive in September. So over the last four months, the same four months we keep coming back to, September, October, November, and now December, the employment situation, according to the household survey, looks incredibly weak. The one month change, by the way, that minus 683, that was by far the most negative in any single month since March and April of 2020. We're gonna keep coming back to that comparison. The last time you saw anything like that outside of 2020, that was in October of 2017, but then we had Hurricane Harvey coming through and wrecking Houston, Texas. But it's not, again, as I said, it's not just a single month. We look at it in a four month basis and the household survey is down 317,000 across the last four months, up to including December. And of course, it hasn't been that negative on any four month basis since those worst months in 2020. The last time you see any negatives in the household survey across the four month period, you gotta go back to April of 2019 when we were last talking about recessions and rate cuts from the Federal Reserve, weakness across the economy. You see it in October of 2013, but that was the government shutdown. At least there was a non-economic explanation for that. Uh, you see a negative four months change, but not nearly as bad as now, late 2012. But remember 2012, the Federal Reserve, what were they doing in late 2012 with concerns over the economy? QE3 and QE4. When you get into these longer periods, like a four month period where the household survey is down 300,000 or more, that corresponds with recessionary periods, such as 2008 or 2009, not that far just yet, but you do see something like that, something similar to what we have today in 2007 heading into 2008 or before then, in the middle of 2001. So from the household survey's perspective, right now is sort of similar, don't wanna to make too much of it, but it's at least in the same ballpark as the mild recession in 2001. And you also see a, a downturn in the household survey in 2000 that was warning about the cyclical change going on there. So a four month change in the household survey, this negative, not in great territory, not off to a great start. Now, because the household survey is really made up of two different two parts, there's full-time jobs, which absolutely crashed, which we'll get to in a second here, but part-time jobs made up for some of that crash. So what that means is part-time jobs increased by 762,000 for the one and a half million full-time jobs that disappeared. Some businesses were cutting hours to the point that who, uh, some employees who used to be full-time were converted to part-time. It's a defensive measure that companies take when the business climate isn't good. You start cutting costs, and if you don't wanna lay off people, the first thing you can do is cut back on their hours. And according to the household survey, this is not just a one-month thing either. But oh my God, how bad was this December number? As I said, one and a half million decline in December alone. That followed a 225,000 gain in November, 357 in October, but there was 122,000 decline in September. So again, the same four month stretch, even though you have monthly variation back and forth, over the last four months, it's the largest four month drop outside of March and April, 2020. But go back six months. Over the last six months, full-time positions have crashed by one 0.6 million. So the last half of last year 
1.6 million fewer full-time positions at the end of it than when it started. And again, we don't see this type of behavior to this degree outside of recession. Look at the cluster where you see on the screen here, the six-month changes in full-time positions, according to the household survey, they all cluster around recessions. Every single one of them, with the exception of the statistical discrepancy or discontinuity in 1994. Every single one at this level is a recession. So while we have these big negatives in one month or three month or four month or six month period, what that tells us is maybe it isn't exactly one and a half million full-time jobs that disappeared in December, but that is such a big number and it is a repeating phenomenon. We keep seeing these negatives and more months than not, what that tells you is that the chances of the labor market being strong and resilient are increasingly low, if not zero. The, the chances that we're experiencing recession where businesses are indeed cutting back on employees is gone way, way up. So even if it's not one and a half million full-time jobs eliminated, we know for reasonable certainty, with reasonable certainty, a lot of jobs have been eliminated. A lot of full-time positions have been eliminated. And hours are being cut, workers are being worked less, labor is being utilized a whole lot less because companies are facing what we saw in the jolts figures. Conditions that don't align for them to bring on new workers or use the ones that they have. Exactly what we've been talking about all year. As I said in that video a couple days ago, this is an incredibly unusual, incredibly elongated cycle but it's still a cycle. And more and more the data comes down, the evidence is coming down on the side of the end of that cycle showing up. The recession isn't disappearing, the recession is coming further and further into view. But I can hear you saying, what about the unemployment rate? If this household survey stuff was so bad, how come the unemployment rate was 3.7% for the second straight month? And the answer is, because the government decided that all of those hundreds of thousands of American workers who lost their jobs, apparently, they just simply fell out of the labor force. They didn't become unemployed, they became persona non grata. So we see that, the, again, the household survey number dropped by 683,000. The labor force also dropped by 676,000 because, according to the BLS, those who lost their job told the government they weren't looking for a replacement. So they just drop right out of the labor force. Therefore, they don't go into the number of unemployed, which was basically the same in December as November. So the unemployment rate was the same, even though we have these incredibly huge numbers in full-time jobs and the household survey. The unemployment rate doesn't measure what we're seeing across the entire labor market. This is a problem, this participation problem, which goes all the way back to October, 2008. And we're seeing it come up again here. The employment population ratio fell all the way to 60.1% from 60.4% in November. That's the lowest since last December. By every aspect of the CPS figures, except the unemployment rate, which is capturing the participation problem yet again, the household survey is screaming the same thing the bond market is, the same thing the JOLTS data is this looks a lot like a recession. And it looks like one that might be coming on more quickly than anyone, maybe not the Fed, has anticipated. Maybe the Fed understands the labor market situation too. And that's why they're now joining the bond market and thinking about lower interest rates.
But of course, there is the CES establishment survey, the statistically smooth, straight line stuff that, as we've seen most of this year, gets revised a couple months later. That was no different. It has been no different in more recent months. We see downward revisions. But the headline figure, plus 216,000 in December, better than expected. That looks pretty solid, looks really good compared to uh, basically what we had come to expect in the pre-2020 or pre pre-pandemic era. However, we do see more of these downward revisions again. November's was revised down from 199 to 173. October's from 150 all the way to 105. Even September, which was 336 at the initial estimate, is down to 262. In fact, the only month this year that wasn't revised lower was July. And even June, I mean, June went from 209 to 105. He put it together. The, the cumulative total of downward revisions for the 11 months up to November is 443. 443,000 jobs that we thought we had gained, according to the establishment survey, that were never actually gained. And we'll see what happens in December, but I'm not holding my breath that it continues to be above 200,000. But the important numbers in the CES aren't actually the payroll figures, whether public or private. They are the hours numbers. Now, the hours numbers on the CES side aren't as grim and as bad as we see in the full-time jobs collapsing on the household survey side, but that doesn't mean that we're getting some correlation or correspondence with CES hours. According to this other survey, the uh, average, week, average work week fell back to 34.3 in December. That's because the hours index itself, which measures the, or attempts to measure the total amount of hours worked across the entire private economy, that declined by 0.2% yet again in December. Now it had been positive in November, but a big decline in October, 0.3%, a revised down to decline in October, 0.3%. And this is something we've been seeing all year. More and more negatives, more and more negative months in the hours worked index. In fact, you look at the hours total worked, the seasonally adjusted hours total worked, since January this year, it's up just 0.4%. How does that compare with other, other years? Well, in 2022, the hours index increased by 2.4%. In 2021, it increased by 5.7%. Going back before 2020 and the pandemic, 2019, remember the recession scare? 0.8%. So we're, we're experiencing, 2023 was worse off than 2019. In 2018, it was 1.9%. In 2012, the recession scare then, 2%. In 2011, the year before that, Eurodollar crisis number two, Hours, uh, the hours index increased by 2.5%. Other than 2008 and 2009, you got to go back to 2007 when the hours index only increased by half a percent. So we're basically the same here as far as hours go on the CES side as 2007. Not even, not even as good as some of those weak years in the 2010s. Again, more that looks like, at the very least on the CES side of the BLS data, more that looks like getting into recession, whereas the household survey looks like it's already there. So one final note, uh, the last payroll report breakdown I did for the November numbers, I showed you by industry 
how that was going. The cyclical industries, you got the four that are, are directly associated with the goods economy plus professional business services. There were, of course, downward revisions to these, especially in October and November. In December, there was a bit of a rebound in these five particular industries, except for temp workers. Temporary workers continue to accelerate to the downside here, which is a key cyclical indication consistent with the household survey. But these five industries uh, with the revisions, what you see is that over the last seven months of 2023, cumulatively, there was about 122,000 in job losses. Those were more than made up for, for waiters and bartenders and leisure and hospitality. We see construction jobs that are still modestly positive. We see lots of government jobs continue up until the end of the year, almost like there's a government jobs program going on. But the cyclical part of the CES data is consistent with an economy heading toward recession at a shallow angle. The question that we have on our minds here, especially given the household survey statistics, is whether that shallow angle downward that we've been following all along has accelerated to the downside. That's certainly what the bond market has been saying. The bond market has said this soft landing may not actually be happening. And of course, the jolt stat is consistent with that. And there's a whole bunch of other statistics that are consistent with it, soft surveys and whatnot that I just went over just recently. But now we have even more labor statistics in the United States that are looking not just like the shallow downward trajectory, but looking like the last stage of recession, which is the layoffs, the part that everyone associates with recession. Up until now, the one part that has been missing. So the December payroll numbers, CES establishment survey looks okay. The details, especially ours, suggest businesses are making adjustments. The household survey says this is really bad and it's getting worse pretty quickly. So the balance of evidence, as I keep saying, continues to tilt toward recession. It's not backing away, it's moving slowly, incrementally in that direction. Though, given recent statistics and jolts and household survey stuff, maybe it's not even moving that slowly toward recession. You do have to wonder if the Federal Reserve sees the same thing, and that's why they're cutting interest rates. I did a video just recently, the one linked below, about what happens when they do start cutting interest rates. Check that out if you're interested. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. Check out the Brent Johnson interview, link below for that as well. Huge thank you, Eurodollar University members and subscribers. Until next time, take care.